When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? This is Julie and Kathleen with another episode of my favorite episode of today. We have a very special guest. Very special. Kathleen, hit me with the uh, introduction. Uh, this is Gelsey. She is a viral, viral girl right now. We got a famous person. We've got, <laughs> she is fame. And you're also a stunt woman actress. You were on Cirque du Soleil as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. I would have loved it if you were like, yeah, no. I yeah, no. I did my research. <laughs> no, that's so wrong. I don't like, know who you're looking Kelsey. up on Google. No. <laughs> so you you went viral on a Beetlejuice video recently, which, Matt, you can probably play some sort of clip or something or like share to it jog their our, memory. Sh- yeah, share it on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I know, but then they'll be like, oh, that, oh that viral Beetlejuice video. Yeah. They just envision it in their head. <laughs> My dad and I recreated this the Deo scene from Beetlejuice, but just the two of us. So we play everyone at the dining room table. Wait, but really? it's just us yes. like changing costumes. Did you not watch yeah. it? Yeah. I watched it, but I was like, wow, they're quarantined with a lot of people. It's no. exactly how my brain No, no, no. Went. It's it's Oh my god, that's yeah, amazing. It's just the two of us. But the only time yeah. you can really tell is when you do like the outside shot and it's like you like where it's supposed to show the whole table and it's just you two. But you and crushed it's just it. Us. Yeah. You, you, you crushed it. it. It was so good. How did you have Thanks. that yellow outfit? <laughs> that's one of my questions for you. So to start out, before we even get into today's episode, um, if you have no idea what we're talking about. Check it out on YouTube. You would type in Beetlejuice Deo, a father-daughter dinner during quarantine, and you'll find the video. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I watched all of your videos, and I need to know how you have outfits that tie to these movies. Where are you getting <laughs> yeah. these outfits? What does your closet would... look like? I need I need answers. <laughs> yeah, that's I've gotten a lot of those questions. Like you just like we have like the Egyptian sarcophagus, and people are like that was just lying around your house. I'm like, yeah, that's like <laughs> That's just my family. We, and then, um, well, I'm, I'm at home right now. This is the house I grew up in. And so I have my closet and my mother's closet who it's funny. We're talking about Schitt's Creek today. She's nothing like Moira, but just the, 
elaborate wardrobe she has. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of like my family and my mother. And like, we just have, I don't know. It's just our clothes. I'm also um, a big pinup enthusiast. So I have a very big vintage wardrobe as well. We just have a lot of stuff. I don't know. And wigs for no reason. Do you you want to plug your YouTube channel as well? Yeah, I would love to. Look up Gelsey Laurie, G-E-L-S-E-Y, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E. And there you'll find, we did a recreation of the Time Warp from Rocky Horror. Um, my mom just came home and we did Sandra D from Greece. That Loved was a lot of fun. That, that was my favorite yeah. one because I, <laughs> I Greece love head. Greece. <laughs> I actually said to Matt, I was like, I think you inspired me to be Rizzo, but in that scene for Halloween this year. Yes, that'd be awesome. Because I, I don't know how I haven't I, done that yet. I mean, honestly. That would be a good Halloween costume. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's amazing. That was- so everybody go watch her videos. Yeah, they're so good. Uh, her dad is hilarious. Oh, God, your dad's great. He's cracking <laughs> he's me up. Yeah, he's-, he's cracking me up in the grease one with, like, his wig on top of his wig. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is when he was, we did all of my single shots as Rizzo after we did the girls group shots. And so he was filming me. And the whole time he was filming me, he, like, left his wigs on. And it was after I was like, hey, uh, you know, you could take those off. That's incredible. (laughs) That's amazing. And it just so happens that in the Beetlejuice video, Catherine O'Hara is in it, which is a great transition into our episode, which is the best show ever. Shit's Creek. Yes, Yes. it is the best show ever. I know. Season five, episode eight, The Hospies. Oh, my God. A great episode, too. I mean, a little bit of Lexus is like. A phenomenon that um, it's like on my Spotify and listen to it constantly. It's amazing. I laughed out loud so hard. I think I like had to pause it, and I hadn't had that kind of a reaction. That's why this episode popped in my head. I was like, I was hurled over on a little bit of Lexus. <laughs> so, have you been watching for a while, or did you just get on the bandwagon like the rest of the world? No, I've been watching for a while. Uh, it's I'm like two years ago. It was like when season two came out. I started watching it. I saw it on Netflix and I'm a huge Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara fan. Like I love yeah. all the Christopher Guest movies there. So I saw them and I'm like, what is this? I have to watch it. So I like binged season one and two. And then I would, every time a season came out, I'd be like waiting for it. So yeah, I can officially say I watched it before it was a big yeah. mainstream hit. <laughs> See, that's what sucks. Like I just got into it right in the, like before quarantine. So I binged mm-hmm. it really fast. And then I just watch season six during quarantine and now I'm like damn it I hopped on the bandwagon too late now it's done yeah I know you gotta like spread it out I'm like to a point where I am ready to go back and rewatch it because it's been so long since I've like seen season two or three and Julie you you watch it right so I wasn't watching it like when everyone else was watching it because for some reason I found myself binging shows that I've already watched and like not yeah. trying new things. But one of my good friends recommended it. She was like, you're going to love it. So I started it, but I'm only on season one. And I was telling Kathleen and Matt that I like recently became like over watching TV and now I've just been like reading books all the time. So so it's been put on hold, but I She do... thinks she's better than us. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know like what it is. It's just like I've been way more into reading than watching TV. But I'm going to bounce back, especially because after watching this episode, I think David might be my favorite character from any TV show I watched. Oh, he is the he best is character. He is so funny. And that's only coming from someone that's watched like seven episodes total, including this one. And that's funny, though, because this isn't like a David-centric episode either. There, there's it's like, not. Yeah, there's a A plot, B plot, and C plot. And they're all, I, like, I was trying to figure out which one was the main plot. And you have to go with 
the cabaret stuff because it's a little bit of Alexis and that's the one of the best things of the whole series. But this is like a pretty spread out episode where it's like there's not like one main storyline happening the entire time. And David's not really that featured in it, honestly. It's more Patrick just being nervous the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, I watched it today again. And um, I almost was like, sad that I was like oh like this is one of the best episodes because of Little Bit of Lexus but I I'm such a Moira fan I'm such a David fan and I was like they don't really shine to like some of the episodes are just like they just are the number one and they the lines they have and oh, it just killed yeah. it so I was like oh it's like missing that but um to be honest I can't pick my favorite episode like yeah I was like I know it's Shit's Creek but I have no idea what episode anything would work in this show it would yeah you I could talk about the show for hours I could dive into each episode and but Moira was actually like hysterical in almost a different way this time because when I first watched it it was like Moira Moira was like it almost seemed like she didn't want Alexis to do it because she was jealous for some reason so then when Alexis actually kind of bombs it's hysterical and then that Stevie moment at the end feels so different than anything Moria would have actually done and she kind of surprises you by showing up at Stevie so I'm like this is a really interesting Moira episode because I I felt like it was different than the rest of the episode she's been in yeah I totally agree it's you never see like Moira take on the motherly role like she's just so conceited and this and that and obviously right now it's like her number one focus is finding a Sally for Cabaret but what she says to Stevie and how she approaches her it is it's like you see this very touching side and Stevie's very fragile and this is kind of pivoting a pivoting moment for her and her character and and life development I just think it's such a touching way to end the episode but then of course she does such a Moira thing and sees that she has wine already and takes her bottle of wine that she brings (laughs) as a gift back which I love like those kind of details I'm like that's why they're geniuses it's like nice to see those sides of these characters right right so there's gonna be people who haven't watched this show but specifically maybe even this episode so why don't you walk us through what this episode is about yeah this episode so the town has decided, well, Jocelyn, um, who's the mayor's wife, has decided to put on the musical of Cabaret. And she actually ends up having Moira help her. And eventually Moira takes over the show, of course. Mm-hmm. But so they need the lead of Cabaret, Sally, and they they don't have the lead cast yet. They can't find anyone. And Alexis, who's Moira's daughter, keeps saying she'll audition. And Moira keeps her from auditioning because it seems like you had said that she might be jealous, but she's actually keeping her from audition because she's terrible. (laughs) And she doesn't want to go through (laughs) having to tell her how bad she is and the humiliation. So Alexis does audition. It's a brilliantly terrible audition. And obviously they don't cast her in that role. So that's kind of that story. The other story is Johnny Rose, who's uh, Moira's husband and owns the motel they're staying at, takes Stevie. I'm kind of trying to also give like a... (laughs) character right, synopsis right, of someone right, right. never seen a show. <laughs> yeah. Take Stevie, who's the girl that works at the front desk. They've been really uh, revamping the motel, so they're up for an award. So they go to, you know, the next town over to this kind of shitty award ceremony, but it's the best thing they can, you know, have seen in a while. While they're there, Stevie's kind of started this affair with a guy that goes around and reviews motels, but she's thinking it's something becoming something more than it is and plans to stay the weekend with him. But when they get there, she realizes that he thinks it's just a when it happens kind of flings and is a little heartbroken by it. Mm-hmm. So they do win the the Hospies is the award that it's called. They win the Hospies award, but she's still kind of broken. So Johnny's really sweet to her and is really a father figure then. And 
you know, comforts her and takes her home. And then at the end, Moira proposes that Stevie be their Sally. She doesn't even ask if she wants to. She's kind of just like, eh, you're doing this. But so yeah, that's that's the episode. Yeah. So Patrick and David own a store and they're having their bathroom renovated. And Ronnie is, is doing the contract work and she seems like she's really lollygagging. So Patrick attempts to put his foot down and keep her to her words saying she'd get the, the job done by the end of the day when it seems like she's having a chill lunch with Roland, but it's actually she's connecting with him and buying him lunch because he has a connection to get the tiles for cheaper. And so David just doesn't really care. He just wants the store to be better and look nice, and, mm-hmm. which is it just really shows their relationship dynamic so well how they handle this where Patrick is more business and David just cares about the look and getting what he needs. But yeah, that's the episode. A lot sweet, of, like you said, little plot lines going on. Sweet, sweet Patrick. Is he not the most? Sweet Patrick. Oh my God. They introduced him and it was the best addition to the show. Like giving David a love interest who just like fully loves him for him. And David is just completely doesn't even know how to accept it at first. Like, he he's still shocked over and over by how much Patrick loves him, and it's just so sweet to watch and, like, gives you hope for love in general. Yeah, yeah they're super cute. I'm actually pissed because, bragging again that I was reading. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> they were An pl- intellectual. <laughs> they were playing the um, – remember because I, I asked you guys – I don't know if we were just talking, but – I asked if this was a Comedy Central show because they played the finale on yeah. Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. So it was playing in the background. It was just like background noise because I hate silence. It drives me crazy. So like I saw, spoiler alert, if you're watching it, just skip past this part, that like they end up getting married and that's yeah. like the season finale. And I was like kind of bummed because I was like, fuck. Yeah, but like it's not like a, like I'm sure you could have guessed that they were going to get married. Yeah. But I was like, damn it. There is like no question about it once they... Like, enter Patrick, and you're like, they end up together. They're yeah. endgame. There, there isn't even another spoiler alert. There's barely any conflict between yeah. those two. Yeah. it's There isn't really conflict. Like, they, they have the uh, – these are all spoiler alerts. Like, when you first find out that Patrick was engaged to a girl yeah. and those little kind of speed bumps. and But the speed bumps, they, they hit. It's like that makes them stronger. They come together. Him coming out to his parents, which I thought was Ooh. one of the sweetest episodes. Yes. Loved um, that one. I've, like – cried so many times in the show which that's hard to do to make me laugh so hard and then have the same show make me tear up that's a skill like when he proposed to him I was like waterworks and I was like oh my gosh yeah the, I mean I feel like they're so that, genuine I'm like that with like the office though too like there's like there's <laughs> yeah totally that like crack me up and then like I think it was Angela and Dwight's wedding when like Michael comes back I'm oh, like, it's the finale oh, of the series God. yeah yeah, that's the finale of the series. And he's just, like, looking at them like proud, like a proud parent. Yeah. I'm telling totally. you, so, Kelsey, did you watch, you've seen all through season six, too, right? The, yes. The la- so did you watch the Schitt's Creek farewell episode where it's, like, I the did. cast in the crew? Oh, my gosh. It's excellent. It was so good. It's excellent. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I was, that I was laughing and crying and just I love it when shows do that type of thing because it shows you like how close-knit they are behind the scenes how much detail goes in every single decision they make whether it's like fashion or whatever which is funny because I'm wearing an Ooh David shirt right now but like 
when I watched this episode, I almost bought the nonchalance shirt he's wearing. Like I <laughs> almost too. bought it because it's excellent. And then I I went with the Ooh so David good. instead. Like literally during this quarantine, I was like, I want, I need that nonchalance sweatshirt. Like Why I need it. Get it because I got the Ooh David. I, I like I was like I feel you'll like get it. I feel like I know I will come back in a yeah. couple of weeks on a Sunday. now that I'm speaking it into <laughs> existence. I have to get yeah. it. But, I bought an Ooh David T-shirt for a friend for like a going away party uh, last year. I think she was leaving work. And I'm really surprised I gave it to her because I told her I was like I almost kept this. Yeah, oh, that's so <laughs> need to get one. When you buy someone a gift and you're like, oh, I kind of want this for myself. Yeah. I know I've kept stuff before. Yeah, I'll so find them I. something different. So I am yeah, definitely guilty of that. So let's talk about obviously the best thing I guess about this episode is Alexis's audition. Yeah. My note <laughs> is that it's like the most hilarious, cringeworthy thing I've ever watched in my oh, yeah. life. Like when she's like. Well- Doing like the like drop down and get your eagle on like yep <laughs> it's and like opening while she's like down and like opening her legs and the oh my ha, god like yes I'm a little bit single <laughs> even when I'm even not. when I'm not yeah. <laughs> Matt you have to put you have to put the clip in hi my name is Alexis Rose represented by Alexis Rose Talent okay what are you gonna be singing for us today Alexis I have chosen to perform the title track off of my critically reviewed limited reality series, A Little Bit Alexis. Feel free to sing along if you know the words. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm a Lamborghini. I'm a Hollywood star. I'm a little bit tipsy when I drive my car. I'm expensive sushi. I'm a cute, huge yacht. I'm a little bit single, even when I'm not. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit of la 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 la. A little bit of Lexus. La 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 la. A little bit of Lexus. So it's the best because Annie Murphy actually wrote the lyrics with her husband. So she wrote, they produced the whole song. Dan Levy, like, let them do it, which is fucking amazing. And she was like, I'm just going to take a stab at this. Like, like apparently she read the script and it just said, Alexis sings a little bit Alexis. And she was like, I'm, can I write this? And oh he was like, God. okay, give it a shot. And then they produced it, her and her husband and someone else like produced the whole thing. It is fucking hysterical. And it's, it's only so like it's, 60 seconds in the yeah. show, but there is a full song. Oh, there is. Yeah. It's it actually reminded me of like a Britney Spears song now. Wait, like today. that's funny though, because they said work bitch is what yes, they were listening to reminded, on a loop. Yeah, yeah, that's what it reminded me of. You better work, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it reminded me of, and they mentioned Ashley Simpson in the episode, like, oh, I wanted to be the next Ashley Simpson, when <laughs> Ashley Simpson came out with the song La La. Oh, we love that. La La La, la yes. like, terrible song. And when she started doing the La La La, I was just yeah. like, I can't. The La La's are hysterical. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. And- um, that's when I, like, lost it. I know. When it's she insane. bust out that, I was... I couldn't anymore. It seems like someone, like, in real life, I know she wrote it, and it's supposed to be bad, but, like, in the Shit's Creek universe, it looked like someone, like, wrote that one just, like, la-las, and she's just so bad that that's how she sung it. It's fucking hysterical. But you have to YouTube her and Kelly Clarkson doing it on the Kelly Clarkson show. Oh, I really? saw that. Yeah, Kelly does, like, a little bit Texas 
Like uh, she adds her own lyrics, but they yeah, both yeah. do it. Like at the same time, it's it's funny. I was cracking up at the part where like after she auditions and she leaves, and Jocelyn's like, "I thought the apple didn't far, fall far from the tree." And Myra's like, "Different orchard, Jocelyn." <laughs> yeah. I love that one too. I love when she says that. <laughs> I love the way she talks. Like everything is so much funnier because of the way that she talks throughout the entire show. Oh, it's so good. And on the the extra the farewell episode they did they kind of go into her developing her character and that wasn't that was all her like the character was written to be this kind of you know ex-soap opera whatever but she brought in the wardrobe and the this accent and drawn out like Baby. language she uses and it was all Catherine O'Hara which is why she's just a comedic genius oh my it, god it was so good and the wigs she like the wigs weren't supposed to be a thing either she's oh, like, that's I'm, right yes because she said I was just want to wear wigs yeah <laughs> That's actually funny that you said that because Matt showed me a scene from like a different episode. He showed me the money makes the world go round scene. Oh, yes. And like secret rehearsing. And I was like, what? Because they can't rehearse with Moira. Yeah. And I was like, what happened to her hair? And he was like, her hair changes like every episode. Oh, it's, she just, I mean, she's a wall of wigs. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. And she has them named too. And she calls them her and she. And like, it's. She cares about them more than human beings. When they're at the hospice. And Stevie and Amir are, like, having that conversation that like, you brought up previously where, like, she thinks it's more serious than it is. And he basically, like, shuts it down and, like, says, like, we're not serious. Yeah. And then they announce that they won. And she's, like, all caught off guard because of that. <laughs> and Johnny's like, look at her. She's stunned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is good. And I'll tell you, like, it's a little heartbreaking because Stevie, I know you haven't seen the whole series, Julie, but Stevie's, like, a tough, like, she has a tough exterior. And she's like David where she doesn't want admit that things bother her and so this is like a really kind of actually heartbreaking moment like she was getting a little vulnerable and then he just shut it down and and Johnny like taking care of her like she's a daughter and being like let's just get out of here it's so sweet yeah it was super sweet sweet. she's such the um like normal one in the show almost like she's like kind of your consistent like even in the town everyone's kind of crazy in small town just characters and she's just very consistent but it she's the underdog as well so you're kind of like finally things are going somewhere for her and you're like rooting for her and then that happens and you're like fuck yeah it was sad but it it builds up to the cabaret episode so much more where like i teared up when the the season finale of five when they do cabaret and she sings maybe this time i was like i'm crying 100 percent. cue the tears oh it was so good you just feel for her so much and yeah um i also was cracking up at the scene where um jocelyn like tries to secretly tell alexis she didn't get the part by like dropping the chocolates off and she chocolate yeah she catches she's like i see chocolate could be misinterpreted (laughs) and and she's like backtracking and they're like trying to explain that like they didn't pick her and they want to go for someone else that like needs it like needs yeah. that boost of confidence and she's like so you picked no one over me and my- I love that line too I wrote that down yeah. and Myra's like that would be a Jocelyn question yeah. and she completely just stabs Jocelyn in the back I know oh my god it's so she's funny like- and then the minute they offer her the Kit Kat dancer and she's like oh great she's like yes we've decided and she like flips over and walks <laughs> back to Jocelyn yeah, she was like, that's such a nice thing that we would do for you. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. <laughs> like, are we celebrating something? Like, acting like she has no idea what's going on. It's yeah, hilarious. this is a good Moira episode. Her, yeah. her, I, I, especially like mid a little bit of Lexus, you see Moira kick Jocelyn underneath the table, and it's just like so funny because it seems like she wants to be secret about it, but like it's just like a gigantic heel <laughs> kicking her under the table. 
it's so funny. But Alexis is so oblivious oh, to yeah. it. I mean, even yeah. when she's asking, like, oh, fine, I'll do it in the beginning. And they're talking about the voice lessons she got and this, that more is even just like, no. And she just can't take any hint. And she's like, oh, she's just so caught up in how great she is and everyone wants her and yeah, I she, love that oblivion she's like thank you for the offer you're just gonna have to reach out to my agent and then she's like your agent better accept it <laughs> yeah 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 I'm really she's glad. like shitty double wink yeah I'm really glad that this show because I feel like some people fall off in the first season because in the in the very beginning it seems like they're these like rich oblivious people that are they're almost a little bit unlikable and they're stuck in this town but they pivot pretty quickly and well to be like okay we are now we live here this is our lives how do we make it better versus like how the do we get the fuck out of here Mm -hmm. like I'm glad they decided to like lean into the town versus being like we got to do whatever we can to get out so especially where they end up at by the end of the series it's incredible the arcs of these characters like Alexis goes from this like shallow ditzy girl to like one of the most gut-wrenching scenes in the in the finale and they're just like oh Oh, wait don't I know I know don't. Even oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I won't. Yeah. Oh, I don't even. It's know another tearjerker. Yeah. Oh man, it's really good. Yeah, because she. Yeah. I mean, just from like the beginning episodes that I watch of season one, like they make her very unlikable, but I still think she's hilarious. Like I still think that they present her and David to be hilarious from the start. Everybody on the show, besides, I mean, Alexis, David, and Moira, like the way they're acting and their mannerisms are so funny just in the way like Alexis with her little hands like paddling and like everything she does and David's like faces and yeah. his fingers and oh my more... god he always has like his eyes closed yeah and like, his like his... mouth pursed yeah. and it's like yeah uh... yeah, yeah and he kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... but yeah <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine David so Dan Levy in anything else yeah like I don't know how he could I mean I'm sure he can and I'm sure he's gonna do great things but like I am always gonna think of this character yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree he will that. always be David. And my mom and I were just talking about this, how she was like, they do such a good job. Like, they're so different and they have very unique characteristics, but there's a lot of things that they are so similar in. And it has a good, like, you feel like, okay, they were brought up in the same household by the same two people with the same kind of privileges mm-hmm. and their little mannerisms are, there's certain things that they do that are similar, which I thought was I don't know if they meant to do that, but it's like, okay, they're brother and sister. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it just comes across so well. I love when they're fighting. I think it's the first episode of season one when they're fighting over who gets murdered first, <laughs> what bed they want. You get murdered first? No, you get murdered first. <laughs> yeah, they yes. have great chemistry. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know, this show, and they say it, so I don't know, Julie, I don't know if you know that Twyla, the girl at the um cafe, is, so Dan and Eugene Levy, Johnny and David are father and son. And then Twyla is the sister. Like, in real life. They're all related. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so Dan and Eugene wrote the show, but Twyla, their, their daughter slash sister, is also in the show. I'm like, can you imagine ending this and not being able to, like, work with your dad and your sister anymore or whatever? Like, that must – it's just, like, the heart of the show. Yeah. I get so sad whenever shows end. I get sad for the actors. I'm like, they did this for six years, and they're all best friends, and now they have to end. And I get, like – really choked up thinking about the actors well yeah because if you think about like them crying at the finale like you know how like a lot of times like they're like something happens in the episode where like they're all crying like that's probably real Yeah. yeah like there's no acting there that's what yeah I think the last episode watching and also the behind the scenes kind of but filming it it you could tell like their faces the way they were emotional as the characters you're like that's actually them like that 
they're emotional. Mm-hmm. Real tears. But maybe. I've done it too. I mean, I've been a performer my entire life and I've done so many contracts and some are six months, some are three years, some are, and it's like anything you get together with a cast, you get really close to. And when you do have that final performance, be it on TV or on stage, it's very emotional. You get very close to people you perform with. I can't right. even handle thinking about it. I'm sad right now in this moment <laughs> thinking about it. I mean, <laughs> I did. I danced my whole life, so like I feel it with like recital would come and go or competitions, and then you're just like, damn, it's like full depression afterwards. It's like what they say when after like um, I forget what it's called, but there's like the wedding blues or something. Like after you get married, a lot of people have d- downs because it's like you put so much energy in to this one big thing whether it be a show or it's like a wedding and and then when it ends it's like it's over now multiply that by six years Ugh. this is somber i know, <laughs> I know. god that'd be funny <laughs> that is true though if you think about even like with like senior variety show how we did that for three months and then it was over and it was like so sad well like it's very rare for a show to end at its peak, like, fame. It is so popular right now. Like, it is peak popularity, and they decided, okay, we could go for – see, I'm sure the network was like, we'll, re- we'll renew you for years and years. But they decided to end it, and that's, like, a respect thing, you yeah. know? like that That's is a tr- huge respect. Yeah, like, they ended it the way they wanted it, and they didn't want to drag it out. And, of course, I would watch it for 100 seasons. But, you know – Oh, God, yeah. Big respect. <laughs> That's That's true. It's not – a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people milk it until people are like, what is this anymore? And don't look at me and say Grey's Anatomy or I'll kill you. (laughs) Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Grey's Anatomy is on season 20. and um, (laughs) Um, 16. Close enough. And, like, I'm thinking like that with, like, Pretty Little Liars, how we followed that from high school. Loyal to a fault. Yeah, 100%. We were so loyal to that show. And then we waited years. I think it ended when we were in college. Yep. Maybe even after college. And like, I think I liked the series finale just because of your live tweeting from it. Like, yeah. I think that's why I enjoyed it so much. But like, really, it was like, this makes no fucking sense. Like, you guys yeah. drug it out so long that you didn't even know how to end it at that point because you were like, okay, we got approved again. Let's go see season 700 well, that shit was so convoluted i mean yeah. yeah this is like this is simple in life and i think they could have gone longer but i'm glad that they decided like this is where we want these characters to end up and we showed their growth and i'm, I'm sad but it was such a good show and it's gonna have insane rewatch value oh 100 yeah oh i will rewatch it for years and years to come because there's always something new you pick up there's always a new moira line that you're like oh, yeah. i never caught that one or i forgot or but it is. There's something about walking away when you're at the top that's strong. It's noble. Yeah. It is noble. It's like, hell yeah, you guys, you've lit that cigarette, put it on the floor, and you're like <laughs> walking away from the bars of gold. Like, that's badass. I wish you were caught up, Julie, because I kind of want to like, I really, Kelsey, I want your opinion on something from the season six, but I don't want to spoil Julie. Okay, how about we, how about I'll binge it, and then we'll have an episode <laughs> yeah. that's about Shit's Creek and have you back on. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, I am so down. Do I could definitely on. just go in on oh my God, the whole series. And then but... we have to somehow get you to like, you videotape yourself doing the Alexis audition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please. Done. I have a wig. It's done. <laughs> of course you do. Please. I love Have that. your parents be the judges. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I will... Yes, I love it. Can we also, speaking of the judges, so Moira, every outfit she wears and wardrobe is great, but 
I laughed out loud when I was watching it again today because she's kind of in that black and white blouse and you see it and you're like, okay, she's very Moira. But when she walks into Stevie's apartment and you see it's like the full black and white tight and it's kind of like a jester feel, I her wardrobe never ceases to amaze me. Oh, it's so funny. That outfit was phenomenal. She does hours and days worth of fittings. Like Catherine O'Hara's fittings are like days on set and they're like scrappy about how they find their pieces and like everybody is super involved in the wardrobe for Alexis and... Moira, I think I love that the detail. It's mm-hmm. and they said that they even used some like designer, like it's like yeah, it within a like look like or designer creation off of like a Vera Wang. They're like that is the Vera Wang, or like exactly. they really went because they would have had all these high designer, you know, the life they had before, and they grabbed the clothes they could. They, that's what they would be wearing. And but it's it's so yeah, the detail on the wardrobe is so good. I call it, I I like TV shows that I call my visual porn, and that's why I like a lot of. <laughs> time period pieces it's like the set design or hair and makeup but um this one definitely checks that box of the visual porn for me because the wardrobe is just phenomenal yeah they they said they they pretty much like the fashion is up there with the dialogue like to the detail it's just as important fashion and dialogue which is insane because that's not how other writers are creators are and I think it's special yeah no I I love that and I love that in the final the farewell episode when they're talking about when they first created it and uh, Eugene Levy finally said he would do it with his son, but he's like, okay, we need to spend, I think they went over a week just on character development. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, let's start writing. He's like, we're not done. We need to know every single thing about each character and that detail. It's like, we might not see it, but for them to know that just plays on how they would play it. And it's again, yeah, I think it's just the detail in the show is what makes it top notch. Um, a little bit of Lexus was, and, and the like react, the critically reviewed <laughs> reality show, like shorts then <laughs> she had was something they wrote for Alexis originally. Like that was in her background. Who knows if they were ever going to actually use it. But then once the cabaret, like auditions came around, they were like, okay, now we have to use, like she had a reality show called a little bit of Lexus before they even wrote any like dialogue which is amazing yeah i love it that's, that's see, i love stuff like that where it's something that was originally written and then what see five seasons in they're right. like hey let's go back to that first idea and i love when they're talking when she first talks about a little bit of lexus and johnny's there and he's uh he mentions one of the songs he's like oh i liked hampton's hose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me johnny somewhat reminds me of my dad because i've been a show performer kid in every aspect you can my whole life and my dad wasn't like he was just very appreciative and wanted to like sit and support me and even when I did like burlesque shows in Las Vegas (laughs) he'd come my parents would come and he'd be front row center like biggest smile just supportive and I'm like oh my god this is like an 18 year old older show (laughs) you know this this is Vegas and just very proud and supportive and so there's a lot that Johnny will say and do trying to like kind of be on the end and support them and it just it hits home for me yeah that's amazing that's I love super that cute. that's cool that you did burlesque too Is it like <laughs> yeah that was I've literally done it all I've done a national tour of a Broadway show I've done burlesque shows in Vegas I did I was at Ariel Act in Cirque du Soleil I had toured with a couple circus shows I'm kind of nice. did cruise ships for a couple years of wow so is quarantine killing you? the entertainment is quarantine just like I mean now you're crushing the content so I mean I guess you've got it's some- not actually yeah I'm having a blast I kind of am like when they are like oh we think you know that it's gonna end May 15th or 18th and then our date came they extended it I kind of was like maybe I kind of want them to extend it like right. I got more videos to shoot and like I'm really busy so 
Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I have well, to ask, like, what gave you, we're kind of jumping back to what we started with, but what gave you the idea to do something like this? So it started off when quarantine started, my mom had already had plans to go see my sister in North Carolina and help her with her baby. So she's like, okay, I'm leaving. And so like day one, I was sitting with my dad and we're having a glass of wine. I was like, okay, this quarantine's going to be long. We're not just going to sit on our asses every night in sweatpants and watch TV. Like, let's have theme nights. And I was like, let's just, you know, like, we'll do cute little decorations, maybe do like themed drinks, like tiki night. We're like, great. So the first theme night we did, we, it was toga night. So we made togas. And of course I was like, well, I need like a little headdress. And then my dad's like, well, I need a little armband. And I was like, well, we should make a little video. So we made like a funny video of us to like regal music drinking and then dancing and grinding. (laughs) And I was like, toga party. And then the next day, I was like, well, what about Havana Nights? And it turned into like a 30 second video and we edited it together. And it's all these like Havana, like we're outside. And then it turned into a men in black theme night. So we did a whole <laughs> men in black dance. And then we did a Freddie Mercury night. And I'm like, I had my dad wear one of my tank tops. So it was really tight. And I like drew myself a mustache and we had a whole Freddie Mercury night. And like, I filmed us at the piano and lip singing and dancing and then I think from there I did the song from Muppet Treasure Island Cabin Fever I was like wouldn't it be funny if we made a music video to Cabin Fever because everyone has Cabin Fever right now so then we did that oh and then we made a film noir little short that was the theme night and I was like I'll write a scene and it just got it got out of hand so from there it just (laughs) thought like how do we top that and then then we did an Egyptian thing and then it Deo was the first one I was like what if we just recreated this scene my dad's kind of like oh, I don't know if that would work and I was like no trust me I think it'll work and it worked and it just went viral on Facebook and we got to like four over 400,000 views on Facebook wow and then Facebook shut the music off because of copyrights and oh, I was like ah oh, damn and I was like well there that goes so I threw it up on YouTube I had like 30 followers on YouTube maybe and I, I only had like my demo reels on my YouTube threw it up on there kind of forgot about it we kept making videos and they would do well and people like loved them my friends were like this is great and then out of nowhere some websites started reposting the Beetlejuice video and my YouTube started getting all this traffic and I was like oh I don't know how to do YouTube like it's all new to me and I was like what is this I was like do I comment back do I like I have no idea and and then it just kind of like I think like six different blog sites posted the Deo video and then that one re kind of picked up its momentum and, and got all these views again and then now Time Warp is hitting really big right now that's the one I'm getting all these comments on and uh, yeah I, I don't understand the internet but <laughs> you are <laughs> crushing awesome quarantine yeah. crushing it that's yeah so but cool. it literally started off as like let's wear togas and drink and just have like college party nights basically <laughs> yeah that's I so love fun. the, the uh, Freddie Mercury theme I'm like a huge queen fan I would love to participate in that <laughs> it's fun yeah and just get a little eyeliner make a little Freddie stash yeah. I have them um, it's actually my Instagram I have like on my highlight reel I have all of our theme night videos oh my on my highlight reel on my Instagram it. you can see wh- the progression and you know where we went and now it's just like oh what did we get ourselves into yeah. now the people want more yeah <laughs> yeah they're like keep them coming and I'm like shit I'm exhausted like I legit have had days where I'm like I feel like I need a vacation yeah. I was so tired at one point and I'm also still training to be a stunt woman so every day I'm waking up I do like a 6 30 a.m class a couple times and I'm working on martial arts and I'll go train in the backyard so I'm like doing that when my dad's a doctor so he goes and works for about six hours and then when he comes home I'm like okay we got to film and (laughs) so you are Wonder Woman I know this is insanity (laughs) I'm obsessed with you yeah like if I I was working out at six in the morning I'd be asleep by five o'clock I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I have an energy drink around too I I definitely am like I'm tired (laughs) 
So you mentioned that you were on Broadway. Uh, you did Broadway shows. Um, so do you sing as well? I do. Yeah, I. So do we. Luckily, that one I never had to sing. I did the. <laughs> we I did don't. the national we tour don't. of Rock of Ages. Oh, oh wow! Wow, you really have like, done it all. Can you sing us? A I've song? done. Yeah, my career is like kind of gone all over. It's it's crazy. It's been great. Yeah, I did that six years ago, I think. And yeah, we were fully mic'd. I know all the alto tones to all your 80s favorites that's amazing i love it so much talent yeah so much we're gonna we're gonna post your link and i i I gotta show everybody i know all these links i can't wait cool i'm excited thanks we're having fun making them it's it's really made quarantine go fast and kind of gave like gave a purpose to it for me at least yeah exactly because you just sit there and do the same thing over and over again like that's what I feel oh, like quarantine is like so like you guys are like switching it up and doing so much more than I've probably done the last super dope months. I love it so I love it too keep it up we're Please. now your two yeah, biggest we... fans yeah really you gained two, you two fans three here Matt as well so everybody you can't see me I'm doing my little chair dance yes everybody <laughs> go check her out this is our first celebrity big celebrity we love it <laughs> so we're very hyped thank you again for joining us we really absolutely thanks really for having me appreciate it you will be back for our Shits Creek reunion yeah and if you have any Please, other shows you want to talk about let us know yeah we'll talk to Come you any back. day yes cool yeah no I sent Matt like three different to- shows so Awesome. I am always down to yes. talk about them. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Have a great week. Quarantine is almost over, people. Stay positive. Hang in there. It's almost done, hopefully. Be like Gelsey. Do something cool. Yeah. And send <laughs> us your send us your videos. Actually, idea. Watch her video, then try to copy it and then send it to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that. I'm I might be making some sort of wacky oh video. God, I, I need pray. something to inspire me. So. I pray that you do that. <laughs> All right. Tune in next week for another episode of my favorite episode of Thanks guys. Thanks. This has been my favorite episode of. My Favorite Episode Of is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Julian Kathleen. Check out our show notes for all of our socials and email us at myfavoriteepisodepodcast at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll be back next week with another episode of My Favorite Episode Of. listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.